0: Greetings again uh, here at Weston Park Baptist Church. Trust that uh, your week is going well. And as we consider the scriptures, that they might speak uh, into our hearts. Today, we start this third category of the Psalms, Psalms of reorientation or Psalms of new orientation. And what they're getting at is that our relationship with God is never static. It is an evolving piece. It, it continues to move. And now we may get stuck, but there's always this movement to, from God's, for us to keep things going. So it's, it's not a static thing, but it, it moves and evolves. So we've looked at psalms of orientation when things are going well. We've looked at psalms of disorientation or laments when there's a crisis of some sort. And then there's this movement forward, Psalms of reorientation or new orientation, when we push through those challenges and God does something new in our lives. So that's the, the element of surprise, that God continues to work with us and draws us forward. So today we're looking then at Psalm 66 as a Psalm of reorientation or new orientation. So it begins with, make a joyful noise to God, all the earth sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds, because of your great power, your enemies cringe before you. All the earth worships you, they sing praises to you, sing praises to your name. So it, the, these Psalms begin, as all of the Psalms really do, with a, a recognition of God, how wonderful he is and his goodness to us. So it begins with praise, even though it moves to lament or may move to lament, it begins with praise. And so we hear these imperatives to praise, to shout to God, to sing to God, to sing glory and praise, to bow down before him. It's the physicality of praise, singing, shouting, bowing. It's it's, it's an engaged uh, whole self movement to towards the Lord is. And so worship is actually meant to be uh, a, a, an embodied piece. So it's, it's not just a cerebral, mental, intellectual response to God. That's part of it. But it, it's in the Hebrew scriptures, it's embodied. So shout, sing, bow, praise God. These are the imperatives that the psalmist uses to engage. And then we note the focus on glory, and we might shift the word glory to mean beauty. So when we think of the glory of God, we're also thinking of the beauty of God. So for example, then it could read, make a joyful noise to God, verse 1, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name, or sing the beauty of his name. Give to him glorious praise or beautiful praise. And so glory has this dimension of beauty as well. We give praise to God for his beautiful creation. We give praise to him for his mercy and forgiveness for us, towards us, in spite of our fragility and brokenness we saw last week. God is a good God. He's there for us. And so in Revelation 15, we, we hear a statement giving thanks to God, praising him for his glory and his beauty. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and amazing are your deeds. This is the heavenly chorus. Lord God, the Almighty, just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Lord, who will not fear and glorify your name? Give praise to your name. For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your judgments have been revealed. This is a heavenly statement of praise. All the beings of heaven giving praise to God, even as we are giving praise to God here on earth. And so this psalm of new orientation begins in praise. And it talks about collective praise. And I think during these two years of COVID, we've, we've, we've missed this. This is one of the elements that we've really missed. We've gone to virtual services. We do the best we can, but they don't obviously uh, garner all the strength of collective worship. And so we look forward to coming back together again so we can collectively offer our praises to God. That's, that's the norm. And so we want to get back to a situation where together we are praising. There's power as we praise God together. And we do so in more than simply a cerebral way. So the psalm begins. These songs of new orientation begin in praise. Text goes on. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds among mortals. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot, There we rejoiced in him. And then verses 10 and 11: For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid burdens on our back. So it begins in praise, but then there is this reference to laments again, to disorientation. And we see that in verses 5 to 12 of this psalm. And these songs of new orientation typically do this: they begin in praise, and then they move into laments. And then they go back into praise. So the psalmist is saying, You have worked on our behalf in verses five through seven. And we note there's a reference to the Exodus, and then there's a reference to entering into the promised land. That's the reverent the reference to river, the river, the Jordan. So it's it's a praise to God, looking back for what he has done of liberation over control. We were under the hand of control in Egypt but you liberated us you brought us out and you worked on our behalf so the psalmist looks back to be encouraged and to be formed in the present moment through what's happened in the past we note the text verse 10 you refined us like silver in verse 12 we pass through fire and water water and fire these, these are references to the lament, to the disorientation. And, and what's interesting here is that even though the people passed through these times, God was refining them. The reality is that God passed through these times with the people. That in the time of lament, in the time of disorientation, it is not like God is not there. God is with us in those times of refining, in those times of stress, God is still with us. And so we can go through our challenges. We can go through these times of lament. And we may feel like, where are you, God? But the psalmist, at a bedrock level, knows that God is with them, with her, with him. Even as God is with you, with me, in our times of stress, anxiety, whatever that might be, that time of disorientation, God with them. A beautiful story in the the Old Testament that captures that sense of God with us is the story of uh, Daniel 3, where Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, remember those three young men of Israel who will not bow down to the idol of Nebuchadnezzar, and they are cast into the furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar is is sorry about all that, but he has to follow his rules, so he believes, and he has them cast into the furnace, but then he looks in, and he sees them, and he sees that there are not just three in the furnace, there are four, and the fourth one looks like a son of God, Nebuchadnezzar says. So the point of that story, the point maybe of that parable, is that God is with them and with us, even in the fire. God is with us. And those three men come out, the young men come out, and there's not even a smell of anything burning on them. They have been liberated. They have been saved. And so God passes with us in whatever concerns we have. And what we are invited to do is to remember those times, remember again, and allow those funding moments to continue to build us up and strengthen us here in the present. The past informing the present. Where God has intervened in your life in the past, draw on that so it strengthens you, strengthens me in our present situation. So pre-COVID, What was going on? How can we draw that back in to our lives as we carry forward? So the sense of lament. That moves us then to the third section. And this is now the time of new orientation. The psalm picks up something new. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows. Come and hear all you who fear God and I will tell what he has done for me. And then it ends in verse 20. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. So three verses here, 13, 16, 20, all sort of capturing what God has done for them. And and interesting to note again that it's not just going back to the old ways. That's not the point. It is not a static thing. It's us moving forward into new times with new energy from God. It is this new orientation, not just going back, you know, to our old normal. That's not the point. God is doing a new thing in our lives. And so we see verses 13 and 14, this word of witness. The psalmist says, hey, I want to praise God before you. I want to tell you what he has done for me. And essentially, these verses are, it's a statement of belonging. I was feeling alienated from God, but now I know that I belong to God. There's this new sense of belonging. And God continues to want to do that in our lives so that we belong to him in a new way. And then in verse 16, we see this combination of come and listen, verse 16, to verse 5, come and see. So we heard before, come and see, and now it's come and listen and hear God's word. Hear God speaking to us in our reality, whatever that might be. And so here it's a word of hope. It's a statement that God is with me now. I belong to him, and he's doing a new thing in my life, and that generates and engenders hope. That's what the psalmist is feeling and sensing at this moment. And then finally, in verses 19 and 20, there is this rededication of self in terms of knowing God in prayer and praise. We hear it, verse 66, at the end. But God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God, or blessed be God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. And so the psalmist here praises God. I belong to you. I have hope in you. And as a, as a result, he appreciates what God has done. God has worked in his life. He senses that and he thanks God. He's grateful to God, which is the sense and the experience of appreciation. So a psalm of new orientation begins in praise moves through the lament, but then God works in a new and surprising way to create a new reality, a new dynamic. It's not just going back to the old. So these psalms of new orientation are meant to really encourage us and to uh, energize us as we go forward. So the psalmist, in a sense, was stuck. Now he is, or she is, unstuck. And it it happens in this surprising way. So one of the things we can look at as we start closing this up is where is there surprise in our lives? And can we be noting where this surprise is? Because when we give thanks to God, when we are grateful to God, something initiates that. And and I think what normally initiates that is is some sort of surprise. So, something happens, and then that, whoa, okay, that perks you up, and you give thanks. When Rob and I were diving down in Seba a few weeks back, we made a, an entrance, and we, as soon as we went into the water and we looked down, we, we saw this black-tipped shark about 20 feet below us, just swimming right, under, right underneath us, just doing his own thing. But it was very interesting to see the shark from that perspective, from the top down, just looking overhead and seeing the shark swim through the open blue. And for me, it was a sense of surprise. It's like, wow, I've been diving for a long time, but I haven't had that exact shot before. Look down, there is this beautiful creature. A surprise. And then the surprise engenders thanks. Engenders gratefulness, gratitude, to see God's work in our lives. So one of the things we can be noting then is where where is there surprise? Where in your life do you sense that surprise? Because that can be an invitation to give thanks, to be aware of what God is doing in your life and to give him praise. It's a connecting piece to us and God. And the flag is surprise. And so here the psalmist gives praise to God because he's now mindful of this new relationship with God and he talks about his prayer, his conversation, and he talks about his praise. These two Ps of prayer and praise we see in verses 19 and 20. That I give conversation to God, I speak with God, and I also give him praise. And so your life and my life right now, can we be mindful of God's goodness, mindful of his gifts, recognize these surprise when they break in, even as the leper who was healed and goes back and says thanks to God when nine others don't? Hey, I've been healed. That's a surprise. And I give thanks. Thanks. And so for you and for me, hopefully in this time of new orientation that we can experience with God, God doing a new work, we're not stuck, we're not paralyzed in some sort of situation. God energizes us and redirects us to keep going forward. That is our hope. We live under this horizon of hope, not under the human overcast. We look up. And God is doing this new work in our lives. So this is the idea of a psalm of new orientation or reorientation. It's an encouraging piece. And many of the psalms follow this kind of movement. So I pray this week in your life that you might be mindful of God's moving, his direction, the current of his love, helping you move along. And then that you might look up and be aware And give thanks, and go to him in prayer and in praise, in a reconnection with him, a new orientation. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.